We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carton Roberts on a Friday. Getting you set for the weekend. Big Knicks game tonight as they take on the Miami Heat. And it's important, uh, not just because the Knicks are red hot and they've won seven in a row, and the Heat have sort of been lousy. I think they've lost five out of six. They did get one game against Philadelphia in that two-game series. And they've just looked like a very old, unathletic team. And Jimmy Butler's listed as questionable. I haven't seen the latest on if he's going to suit up tonight. But from a tie-break scenario, it's also significant because the Knicks and the Heat play three more times. They have played one time so far. The Knicks beat them at Madison Square Garden. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was. They play tonight, they play on the 22nd, and then they play at the Garden a week later. If they win tonight, they ensure themselves at least a split of the season series and get some one step closer to get to the tie break. Plus, I don't know if you feel this way, Joe's. Joe's McFly sitting in. Uh, the Heat are like the team that Nick fans hate the most. That's like your number one uh, hated team these days, yes. really, for the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like that. I, these are big games coming up. Um it's just exciting to have some really good basketball finally in MSG where you could be able to make the playoffs and 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 have all that going on. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what the Knicks are going to do. But it's put up a shut up time, man. It's, this, these are the teams right in front of you right now. Let's face these guys, and that's just what it is. And so. they've done a great job so far. Yeah. This has been a, a challenging stretch for them against teams that are – I'll describe the Nets from the other night as a team that's in your close proximity in terms of standings, even though it won't last that way for a while. But obviously the Boston game was the game that jumps out at the most. You know, beating Washington, a team that's trailing you, and now it feels like they will never catch you, but it wasn't that long ago where you looked at Washington and said, hey, they very well could. But it's Miami, it's Boston, it's a cookie against Charlotte, and then it's a very long West Coast trip that will challenge them against the Kings and the Clippers and the Lakers and the Trailblazers, and Jokic comes to town. So it's a it's a very difficult stretch of games. And so far, especially over the last three and a half games, they're dominating teams. Yeah. Like this winning streak that they're on, at least the last half of it specifically, they're taking teams' souls. And it's, that's infectious within the team, too. Because when you're winning like that, then, like the other night, when when they beat Boston, I'm seeing Josh Hart just like waving them off, like, "Hey, that was a little douche." That was a, it was a lot, but it was. <laughs> I, I kind of like it, you know. It's kind of like you know we've been kind of like a little bit of a doormat, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, and it's it's nice to see that this team is finally getting getting that attitude, you know, feeling like, "Hey, we could compete with these teams." You know, we're up here. Uh, maybe we're not, you know the top of the top or whatever it is, but you should believe that. And um, I think I think the Knicks could be able to compete with anybody if they're playing their game. 
So. I, I couldn't decide when Josh Hart waved Jason Tatum goodbye if I hated it or I thought it was awesome. And the Nick Hater in me, uh, a founding member of the uh, coalition of Nick Haters, <laughs> just cursed him out and said, you know, I basically pulled a you, Joes. Okay. I started uh, calling him really bad names to my television. Like, and show you how to hit! Yeah. <laughs> it was a little different, but it was along the same lines. But then a part of me says, all right, become an IBO, Evan, an independent basketball observer. And I said, that guy's a badass. Yeah. That guy's a winner. Yeah. That guy is waving goodbye to the potential MVP because the potential MVP wanted to go home. He got his ass kicked by the Knicks. See, I can mock the Celtics. Like, Jason Tatum had a bad game. His team played horribly. He was tired. And he said, I'm done. So let me complain a little bit and get yeah. thrown out of this game. And Josh Hart's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can appreciate I like that. that. That was badass. You need an attitude on the team. I feel like a lot of people, um, I think you were having a conversation the other day about, you know, when the when the Rangers are getting going, there's nothing like MSG mm-hmm. with the Rangers, which is true. And I've been there last year, first time. I never experienced a sports environment like that. But I feel like in the streets of New York, the basketball, even though this is the baseball town, basketball when the Knicks are good this this city's just different I don't know it's like everybody's like with it um by the way I completely agree with you when the Knicks are doing well the city is different it's more disgusting <laughs> it's more obnoxious it's awful the sun doesn't look as nice I I happen to completely agree with you it's a different city when the Knicks are doing well it's a great feeling you know <laughs> it's a great feeling so you know just bring bring back some of the some of the some of those vibes from I don't I don't want to hear. I don't really remember because I was so into baseball. I don't really remember what happened back in '94 as much because I was a kid and I was focusing on like strike. I, I, but when it comes to you know hockey and basketball, looking back, history-wise, the city was bumping. Like, oh, it was amazing. Day night, like every every night, you know, finals game or uh, you know the. Stanley Cup. And- yeah, ni- 1994. And look, I- I'll so, admit it. It was um, I was 11 years old, and I was on the wrong end of things yeah. because I hated both teams. And not only that, in 1994, both the Islanders and Nets lost in the first round right. to those New York teams. So it was a very, how do I say this, very difficult time. Yeah. It was a very trying time, but <laughs> I also can admit it was electric, and yeah. the garden was an amazing place. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen again. Not saying it is, but, yeah, the Ranger fan is very excited as the second-best team in the local area, and the Knicks are very excited as a team that's probably going to get knocked out in the first round. So you guys should be really, really – no, no, no. I'll tell you this about the Knicks, and I know that the Celtic game excited a lot of people, and it should. That was a great win against Boston. Yeah. If you go to Boston on Sunday – and you do it again, like that would be, I have to admit. Would that make you a believer at that point? I think so. I think I'll hate to admit this, but if they went to Boston like five days after beating them at the Garden as easily as they did, and they go in there and beat them again, that would, I, I, I think I'd have to like say, wow, the Knicks may do quote, quote unquote damage. I may have to admit that. I like that. I may have to come in here on Monday and say, boy, I tell you, Knicks may do some damage. But here's the good news. The good news is I'm not going to do that. Because okay. Jason Tatum's going to be angry, and he's going to drop 50 on you. And he's going to rust. 
<laughs> you're gonna play tonight and then rest. Wait, hold on. Don't worry about it. By the way, if he does that, I take back everything I said about the damage. <laughs> yeah, so the Celtics are gonna win tonight because they're playing the Nets, and the Nets haven't beat the Boston Celtics in about 15 years. What is the number at Lugie? Is it 10 or 11? Oh, it's 10. 10. 10? I think it was 10 or 11. It's been bouncing back and forth. Yeah, it's 11. It's 11 after they can lay, They could lay 40. It doesn't matter. I saw the spread on this game is 11 and a half. And by the way, I mean, whatever. Like, the Nets had a lead on the Bucks the other night. They were up by 15. It was down to 10 at the half. And they got blown out in the second half. Like, yeah. they, like they were standing still. So, look, I'm a sucker. I'm going to watch tonight's game. I'm a diehard fan. I treat yeah. every game like it's a playoff game. Sounds like you. Yes. So I'll be into it. But I'm uh, very down right now. And how could you blame me? The team is terrible. The team is an awful, awful, disgusting basketball team. I mean, it, for an F fan, it must it must really suck because you know, in the standings wise, before the trade and everything like that, you guys were like up there, and then trade happened, and then you guys are just dropping. Yeah, yeah, it must really on suck. The daily. It must really suck. Must be frustrating. Thanks. Yeah, it must be frustrating. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, buddy. I really appreciate that. No, I'm not frustrated. I'm good. Life is great. Life is fantastic. I'm having a great time. Zach's in Massapequa. Hey, Zach. Hey, what's going on? Long-time listener. Evan, you're always great. Think of the best in the business. Joe, you're doing a great job, too. I want to talk a bit Thanks, about sorry. the Mets. Yes, um, yes. So basically, about the two new rule changes. I know uh, there's more than two new rule changes, but so basically the shift in the pitch clock, I think personally the way the Mets lineup is built, we have a couple guys like Nimmo, McNeil, Lindor. You know, they can go the other way. They can hit if, – if, if there's an opening, they can hit the ball there. Um, I think they'll rarely be able to capitalize on it. And then with the time, with the pitch clock, I really think like like we've seen with Scherzer, he's already using it to his advantage. Obviously, he got caught already once, but I think he'll he'll work out the kinks and he'll be perfectly fine. I, you know, he's a pro. I really don't think that the pitch clock is going to help or hurt anybody because I could sit here and say kind of what he said, Zach, about hey, Scherzer, Verlander, they're veterans. They'll know yes. how to manipulate it. They'll be great. They're so smart. They're going to adjust. But then for all the young arms, I could say they're used to it because they had the pitch clock in the minor in leagues. the minor leagues, yes. So I guess it's really how you want to spin it to make it work for you. And then even if you're a slow worker the way Jonathan Loisega was, Jonathan Loisega comes out, and I think he threw a clean inning and said, yeah, no problem. I did it. So I don't even think there's any signs about the pace a pitcher works that would tell us, oh, this is going to hurt them or necessarily this is going to help them. Yeah. I will say – the other part of his question with your hitters, yeah, it's not even just the Mets. I think all across baseball, we're going to see an improvement for lefty hitters, which is great. I felt like the lefty hitter was kind of like ostracized a little bit with the shift, right? And kind of left behind, you know. Like I think Harper talked about that, like how it's like even more difficult to be a left-handed hitter and to try to hit for average. So I think we're going to see that. We're going to see some averages coming up from the left-hand side, which I'm excited about. Being a Yankee fan, Yankee Stadium, and hopefully, you know, we could also dunk more over the uh, short porch, which I'm good for. Oh, yeah. I would love that. But just seeing that part of the game coming back, I'm excited for. So One thing that's going to come back, and I read this stat the other day, and this just boggled my mind, even though it it shouldn't. Like, we would know this. It's just seeing it on paper sometimes. Mm -hmm. Between 1998 and 2009, uh, zero teams, zero teams hit under 240. Not a team. Oh, yes. Yeah, had that. a team batting average under 240. Last year in 2022, 14 teams had a team batting average under 240. Half the league. 2021, 12 teams. 2020, 11 teams. 2019, four teams. Like, 
there's been this rise from zero 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 from the late nineties, and that was the steroid era of a million home runs, early two thousands, mid two thousands, where it would never happen to where everybody was doing it. So that number, if it was fourteen in twenty twenty two, I would guess averages are going to rise enough where I'm going to write this down. I'd say five teams have a team batting average over 240. I think it's going to actually be caught okay. that significantly yeah. because of the ban on the shift. Yeah. Or I, I, the sort of ban on the shift. Yeah, I like the sort of ban on the shift. And I still like how they're allowing the, you you know, basically still allowing you to move an outfielder in that place where, hey, you know what? Still figure it out. If you can hit it over there, fine. Um, you know, to left field, I'm I'm fine with that. But. I, I like banning the shift because they just there's something unnatural about you you seeing a a, a baseball being hit right up the middle and it just it's not a it's not a base hit. No, I get you. Feel... It was weird. It was tough to get used to. Strange. I wrote down my prediction for the opening day New York Yankees lineup of 2023. Okay, but who the hell am I? Give it to me right now. We'll see how accurate you are. And here's the thing. There's there's two options when you do a prediction like this. It's what you want okay. and what you think is going to happen. I made both. Which one do you want? You made both. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? Uh, give me the one that you want to see. All right. Well, it'll be DJ leading off at DH, Georgia left field, uh, Giancarlo right field, Rizzo first base, Donaldson third base, Glaber second base, um, Bader, Trevino, Peraza. By the way, you know what's crazy about that lineup that you just made? That's my freaking lineup. Is that right? Now, there's a few differences. I had Rizzo hitting third, Giancarlo clean up. Okay. I had Glaber five, Donaldson six. So really just like reversal of orders, but yeah. same nine guys. But these are these are the players. These are the yes. best players you want every day. Yeah, I think that's know? it. So, I, I think you're going to get Stanton in the outfield on opening day, and yeah. then you'll never see it again. I would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're going to get it for one day. I don't feel like a slap in the face. Well, that's that's why I'm <laughs> predicting that. <laughs> like, you'll get it. Yeah. And then you'll and then Aaron Hicks will play every single day for the next, you know, yeah. five months. I think you could t- you could change that, like, uh, after the seventh inning, then you could put in Hicks. And, but I think it's going to end up being, like, Judge leading off and Rizzo and Giancarlo. Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think they're going to run Judge back as a leadoff hitter? I, if, they're, if they're running this lineup right here, who else would lead off for them? Wait, what's the lineup though? Well, the the one I, that you, th- excuse me, think they're gonna do? I put Judge right field. Okay. Rizzo first base. Okay. DH Giancarlo. Okay. Third base Donaldson. Second base Glaber. Left field Hicks because they like to split up and uh, switch hitter and then Bader Trevino Peraza. Oh, I see. So you're sitting DJ. I am sitting DJ. Yeah, that's that's where I don't buy that. Which I don't like that, but who are. What, am I sitting yeah. Glaber? No, no. Are you sitting oh, Donaldson? Because that's what they did last year. Last year, if you remember, opening love... day was DJ and they sat Glaber. Yeah, yeah, which they could. But forget, like, opening day is a symbolic thing. And we're talking about it in the case of this. Yeah. But when Aaron Boone says you're crazy to not think Donaldson's going to have a big year. What does that make you think? It makes me, well, it's him talking about a player. I don't know. Does it make started. me think anything? That's what it sounds like yeah, he's starting. Oh, without question. Don't you think the guy I'd have most confidence in having a bounce back year is DJ LeMahieu? Because with DJ LeMahieu, there's a reason why he struggled the last few years. There's an obvious reason. He was hurt. Now, I know we don't like hearing that excuse, and it's frustrating. And trust me, I hate the excuse. Max Scherzer's oblique was hurting him. Whatever. Like, I'm not saying that I'm making an excuse for him, but I could see him being healthy and being really good. 
as opposed to Donaldson being 38 or 39 and Aaron Hicks just never being good. Yeah. So if you're trusting DJ's healthy and all intention, all indications are that he is, he would play every day over, by the way, Glaber or Josh Donaldson. And I 100% agree with you. Oh. I think that they want to use DJ as like that utility infielder where he'll still get his at-bats, where he'll play second, third, and first. That was their intention when they first signed him. When too. they first signed him, yeah. So like... I can see that happening again where they say, oh, we could still keep him healthy by doing this. And Donaldson isn't horrible at third base defensively. Um, now, DJ's no slouch there either. I mean, he did win a gold glove. DJ's fine. He's DJ's really fine wherever you're playing. Um, but I just I can't see them benching Glaber opening day, even though they did it last year, right? Uh, I don't know if I can see that for that. But I between me and you... And everybody listening, right? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I feel here. like the team is not complete yet. I feel like there's still a trade that's going to happen. There's well, just, it's well, just what, though? Like trading one of the surplus infielders like Labor Torres for a pitcher or something? I can see something like that happen. Injuries happen in World Baseball Classic, and I think maybe the Yankees are waiting something out. But I can see a trade still happening because it just feels like there's a lot of pieces that kind of don't fit or you got to move. Too many things out of place to make. Well, you know, work. it's funny. So the other day, uh, Gavin Lux tore his ACL, and it was brutal. No yes. one wants to see that happen. So the natural reaction is, I think I heard Tiki and Tierney say it is, "Oh, we should trade him IKF." The problem is, IKF sucks, and everybody knows. Yeah. Right. The oh, guy well. that I would think of is Glaber Torres. That's the guy. If you really want to talk about, hey, right. there's an injury here, there's an injury there. Who's the middle infielder that a team would want to go after? The guy I would think of is Glaber Torres because I think that there are still teams that look at him, and he was better last year, but he wasn't the guy that we thought he was going to be three right. four years ago. But I still think there would be a market for him where a team would say, hey, let's go get Glaber Torres. IKF is just, you know, I get it. It's like a joke. Oh, let's trade IKF. Nobody wants him. He's a backup. He's a super utility Which guy. Like, I don't understand why the Yankees tendered him a contract. They could just, like, not – they could have just non-tendered him and if you wanted to really keep them, you could have signed them for less if you yeah, really wanted to do no, that. No, you're right. It's $6 million. Yeah. Uh, Jake asked me a question, talking Jake. He was like, if, if you're out there looking for an infielder, mm -hmm. Jose Iglesias or IKF. Oh, Jose think? Iglesias in like two salaries. You can, you, you can get him for like $4 million probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting IKF. Why would you trade for that? The only, so the only way IKF would have value to me is if he could go catch again. Because he used to catch. Like, That's a good point. <laughs> yes. Then I so take him. Yeah. Then, then I would like him. Is this a joke? <laughs> is this thing that you handed me a joke? Well, you know, Evan, it is breaking news, and we are in the breaking news business. So go ahead and read it to the audience. The head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, who, by the way, hasn't won a game since he got his extension, <laughs> has made this uh, update on Ben Simmons. You heard about Ben Simmons? He used to play basketball. Yeah. During his strengthening process, he experienced some back soreness. So now we're in the process of strengthening the knee while also managing the back. That's an update from Jacques Vaughn, courtesy of Brian Lewis. Oh, my God. This guy is freaking awful. Oh, yeah. what a nightmare. They all warned me. They all told me. All oh, you Philadelphians were like, oh, you're going to hate Ben Simmons. Simmons and I said, you guys, joke. He, uh, I said, you guys are crazy. Ah, he'll be fine. It's going to be great. I'm going to love Ben Simmons. I can't wait to buy his jersey. He's going to be great. This guy is such a stiff. <laughs> oh my god what a stiff thing. joke yeah, yeah see that, now the drop makes sense i mean what the hell is up with this guy his back how about ben just be let him be honest 
How about he make a press conference and say, look, guys, I don't like basketball. I don't want to be here. I'm a miserable bleep. Okay? I'm a loser. I don't want to be here. So pay me my money, but I don't want to play basketball. I'd rather him do that than we have to go through the charade of his back is sore, his knee is sore, his leg is sore, his eyeball is sore, his head is sore. But don't worry, as sore as knee is and as sore as his back is, guess what, Joes? He'll be sitting there courtside dressed like a clown. Don't worry. I feel like Spike is somewhere smiling, like... <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be laughing. Smiling this. about this. What a freaking joke this guy is. You know what? How about this? No more Ben Simmons updates. I don't want to hear about him anymore. He doesn't exist. He's like a dinosaur. All right? That's it. Enough. <laughs> Done. No more. And Jacques, congrats on the extension. How about you win a freaking game? Jacques Vaughn and Josh Hart. Since the Knicks have traded Josh Hart, they haven't lost. Yes. Jacques Vaughn, since they gave him an extension, they haven't won. What a freaking world we live in. Yeah, I think your prediction's pretty good, though, for the lineup. <laughs> I wrote it down. We'll see how accurate it is. Joe's, I do appreciate you coming in and hanging out today. Excellent job. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome opportunity, and Keith was telling me, don't worry about it, man. You got this. And um, it was uh, it was pretty fun. It's just chilling. Yeah, it's just well, chilling. It and time flies by here, so it's great. It's nice and fun. Uh, a couple of quick things. We are live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody in the Odyssey Lottery Recap is presented by Jack Pocket. Powerball is $161 million. Mega Millions is $167 million. Play Powerball and Mega Millions on your phone using the Jack Pocket app. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or somebody know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Lugie's got the Bridge Show coming up. Big Mac will be on, I think, at 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Keith will be on after the big Brooklyn Nets game tonight when they lose by 50 to the Boston Celtics. And I will be on tomorrow after, hello, my name is Craig. He's on at 9.30. But Ingo and I will be on at 10 a.m. And we're going to have something to talk about because apparently my man Joe, I've actually heard about this for a while, and I hope he tells the whole story. If you're not, Just tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Joe had Robert Sala on his podcast and there's a lot to dissect, not just from the interview, but from, are they friends? Are they buddies? Is that worthy of exploring? We'll get to that coming up. He probably talked about golf. <laughs> he may have. So we'll talk to you tomorrow at 10. And Craig is back Monday at 2 o'clock. Have a great weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.